This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Halo universe is filled with wonder, mystery, and fascinating discoveries around every corner. With so much to explore, four friends decided it was about time that they boot up the consoles and discuss this universe that has grabbed their attention since childhood. Jumperscape Audio kindly welcomes you to join them in the library. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Library, the show where we think that we're intelligent enough, but we feel the need to bring in other people to fill that extra gap of non-intelligence that we carry onto the show. Joining us this week is Halo Guy from YouTube. That That's the username. It's a beautiful username, and I've 100% supported and back it. How are you doing today, sir? I, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. And uh, I thought long and hard about this name, by the way, so this is, <laughs> the, uh, this is peak thought. So oh, yep. we will we will explore that that mindset <laughs> because it had to be something super convoluted and very complicated to get out. So I'm glad that we've given you a platform today to just explain your name and then you can go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll be here for an entire hour of me just talking about how I got my name. So thanks. Exactly. You're very welcome, sir. Well, today, everybody, first of all, uh, if you wish to support the show, you can feel free to head over to patreon.com forward slash jumperscape. That's got still the early bird special where you can still go on to terminals or after show for dirt cheap and you can enjoy the after show with all of the guests that we have that are currently on this lineup that we've got going on for the next couple weeks you can also just join the community over at discord.gg forward slash jumperscape our community is constantly growing for some reason and we would love to have you joining us as well uh today the topic though is all about the created now the created who are they well they're not people that's the most important they were people formerly people no longer now they're ai (laughs) uh now, the, the created is a faction that we've gotten introduced from Halo 5, and they've been slowly growing throughout the, the lore. Their whole story has been sort of taking place, and it's been fascinating to watch. But before we get into the created for today, we obviously have to give recognition to Halo Guy's name, also his story, but mostly his <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so... 
Mr. Mr. Can I call you Mr. Guy, Mr. Halo Guy? Which which you prefer, which would you like? Uh, Mr. Guy is probably the most lovely way anyone has ever talked to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, no one's ever said Mr. Guy. Not, not once. This is awesome. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm so glad to finally formally recognize you. I, I really believe that there should be more of that going around, and I'll be happy to start the trend. Well, Mr. Guy, now that you're on the show, this means that you are now subject to our questioning. So what we've done uh, with our past guests, we're out here trying to get all of their personal information. And by that, I mean, tell us your story about Halo. <laughs> what we want to know here is... How you not only started your channel, because what you've been doing, despite the fact that it's high quality and it's good, it's not been a thing that you've been doing for very long. It's not something that, like, let's say we've got uh, people like Halo Follower been doing it for over a decade. You've got people that are more recent, like Installation Zero Zero, but you just hopped onto this bandwagon of and probably changing the whole thing to a whole new model, but hopping onto the Halo lore scene and completely altering it in a way. So what we would like to know is how you not only got started with Halo's YouTube scene, but also how you got started with Halo. When did you discover that franchise? If you want to start with either one, that's up to you, my friend. Well, I think I'll start out with how I discovered Halo. Um, my origin story, if you would, is pretty standard. Ooh. I um, actually was just over at a cousin's house one um, winter day of 2001. And uh, he had he had an Xbox. I didn't. He had Halo and I didn't. And it was history <laughs> from there. Um, I was over at my cousin's house all the time playing this game. Um, I was the kid who was literally running around saying John Halo. Like, I know it's a meme. <laughs> but oh, God. <laughs> I know oh, it's a boy. meme today, but I was literally that kid who thought, like, the guy's name yeah, was Yeah, he's Halo. a very cool and guy so who, isn't like who doesn't afraid of any... <laughs> Who doesn't exactly. afraid of anything? Um, I think the first time I saw that meme, I just laughed really hard because I was like, "Wait, there's others out there like me." Like, <laughs> me and my cousin, we would run around and pretend to be like part of the Halo universe, and I would always be like, "No, I want to be Halo this time." So yeah, that was definitely me. Um, but yeah, from there, I was not much of a gamer before that, to be honest with you. But then. Um, I was definitely there for the Halo Combat Evolved land scene. Um, mm -hmm. I'm talking the four huge TVs, you know, that you had to lug around, those big old box things. Yeah. And the four Xboxes. And I remember seeing an Ethernet cable for the first time and being like, you can connect these things? <laughs> to me, it was, I was living in a different world overnight, it felt like, to be honest with you. Um, just and it it was a really cool time because it was like the one thing that I could do with like my older siblings that they they wanted an extra person you know because they were just mm -hmm. looking for people to play uh, with all their friends and so I was allowed to hang out with my older siblings which was awesome um, as a younger kid myself and yeah we would we would do these huge long land sessions on Fridays we would take our TV from our house squeeze it into the back of our little car and drive over to a buddy's house down the road and we hook all our TVs and Xboxes up and it was I mean it was history from there I I absolutely loved it um I did kind of stop playing Halo for a little bit um around Last when year. everybody else was picking it back up with uh 2007 with Halo 3 I did play Halo 3 a lot but I kind of slowed down a little bit over like 2009ish um, but I, w I really wasn't there for the reach scene like a lot of other people. So I did kind of miss that era, but Halo four 
is definitely what brought me back. Um, <laughs> and I, I honestly can't thank the writers and what they did. Uh, Greg Bear for one, and the writers at Three Four Three, like they really brought me back into Halo. Um, really, really, really hard. Like I, I loved it from that moment on. Um, so yeah, Halo, Halo Four to me was kind of like the renaissance um but when it comes to like my own youtube channel and what i'm doing and stuff like that i do not even now refer to myself as like a content creator that's not Mm -hmm. really a title that i was looking for um i just kind of i noticed there were some discussions that i wanted to have post infinite that i didn't Mm -hmm. see others talking about um and i was like man, I, I have a microphone and a computer, you know, like I can do this thing. And, you know, as, as it always goes, my, or kind of my older videos are really horrible quality and just <laughs> me trying to do the best I can. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really how it all started was I just, I was, I, there were things I wanted to talk about that I weren't seeing videos being made about. And I was like, you know what, if no one's going to talk about that stuff, I want to talk about it. So I made a Twitter account um, I found out how awesome Halo Twitter is because um, yes. I, I had never jumped into that arena before. But wow, that was Halo it can Twitter be a has battlefield been fun. sometimes, but it's fantastic battlefield colors. Halo Twitter is a very, very dark and sometimes <laughs> on a rare occasion light place. The but community you, is so split right now. It's yeah. just like. Don't get me wrong. Like it, it, there's people who actually like have a good head on their shoulders about everything and can have like. A decent argument and opinion, but being the internet, you're not allowed to have an opinion that people don't agree with. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, you know, I have muted so many specific words that my timeline is actually pretty (laughs) awesome, I must say. Um, Yeah, you got to filter it out. I I really, my Twitter experience is great now. It's like kind of similar to like YouTube, you know, all the Halo content you see is either like, oh, this infinite update is so awesome. Here's 10 reasons why. And then like, but then you'll go and immediately see Halo is dead. Forty minute, vi- forty minute, yeah. forty minute video essay. God, I could not spit that out. <laughs> yeah, that that stuff kills me. I, but anyway, yeah. So that's just kind of how I came onto the scene. And then last summer, when Rubicon Protocol was about to come out, um, they did the cannon fodder chapter previews. And so for one of the chapter previews, it was like the first chapter, I think, like that or something like that for the book. Um, there was a part of it where they described Spartan Stone and her lifeboat that crashed from the infinity onto the Halo ring, onto Zeta Halo. And I was like, man, they put a lot of interesting details into that crash. I wonder if I can find that in the game. Um, and so I went out and I looked for it according to all the clues that were in the chapter preview that they did on Cannon Fodder. And one morning, literally on my way out to vacation with my family, um, I noticed that the official Halo channel commented on my video of my kind of exploration of trying to find Spartan Stone's uh, missing lifeboat. And all the Halo channel wrote was just like one green little heart. And I I lost it. I was like, oh my gosh, uh, Halo recognized my video. And I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. And then all of a sudden... Um, I think Alex Wakeford kind of, uh, I think he reposted my video on Twitter and then from there on my, it was like all day notifications for like the next two days or whatever, just completely unexpected on my end. And then I was like, you know what, when the official book launches, 
I am going to find every single location mentioned in the book um, and make an entire video so other people can walk around Halo Infinite and know exactly where these characters in Rubicon Protocol went all throughout the the landscape that we see in the open world environment of, of Halo Infinite. And then I did that, and that was another one of my kind of blow-up moments. And that was kind of like my claim to fame, if you would, uh, jumping into the... Uh, the halo lore youtuber scene um and then ever since then it's been a steady climb up and i um i've been on sacred icon podcast a couple times those um awesome awesome individuals there and i've just been trying to kind of spread the the good news of halo and how much i love it and how there's so much to love still the lore is worth um following and it's and it's worth um, staying on top of because there are some awesome stories that are happening, and that's kind of why I do it. It's all a hobby for me. I could care less if I got monetized or anything like that. This is this is just me doing something I love and sharing it with other people. But yeah, so that's it for Halo guy. That's how I am. He is the Halo uh, guy. Where I am now. I actually, real quick, there is another YouTube account called The Halo Guy, not nearly as popular <laughs> as my account. But if you see, if you see The Halo Guy on YouTube, that is not me. I am just, just Halo, Halo Guy. guy. This man going yeah. well, yeah, door to correction. door. Correction, he is just, just Halo. Just guy. Halo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's not yeah, the not Halo to guy. Be confused with yes, the I, Halo I think guy. I think I found him. Uh, yes, looking. Uh, he just made a video about Halo Infinite leaks. Oh yeah! Shout out to the Halo guy. I'm sure you want the publicity, but that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh wow. Well, uh, out of all of that, I mean, there was just one thing that I, that I just, I couldn't help but notice that. So why Halo guy? Why Halo guy? Honestly, yeah. I never thought this thing would pick up. <clears throat> and <laughs> well, you know, I'm a guy. That is the best answer you could have given because you know the one no. that Andrew's like, no, yep, the realist. <laughs> that sounds about right. It's, it's the realist. That's it's the like real it's, answer. It's sort of like you know, you have a gamer tag that you made when you were like a kid, yeah. <laughs> and you never thought you would think that it's cringe, and then you, yeah. you grow up and you're like, hmm, maybe did I, I need all those X's in there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I feel really bad if there's like a big YouTuber out there whose name is just something they made when they were like 11. No, I've always heard the best gamer tags are the ones where you do like two polar opposites of each other. It's like uh, um, dark sunlight, you know, or something like that. Just, as long as they're com <laughs> dark, as long as they're dark opposites, they make great gamer tags. But yeah, that's that's that checks guy. out. It was it was just me making like a Twitter and a YouTube account, and I was like, ah, I don't really know what to do. And yep, that's it. <laughs> so uh, your your channel, uh, the the content <clears throat> you've been putting out has been it's almost been we're probably coming up close to two years now that you've been making this sort of content, uh, yeah. going into not just Halo lore, but uh, and like theories and such. But you're also <laughs> trying to expand upon things like even going as far as saying using the multiplayer maps that we currently have access to to be like are we still even on the same halo ring that we started in is there is there some credence to the topic that let's say are there different halo universes that exist because of these yeah. fractured timelines which uh, i believe in by the way but yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so but the thing is about that is that 
that, that this is something that's your most recent stuff. Now, I'm just curious about like, do you do, do you enjoy Black Ops Four? Is that like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you go that far? Oh man, <laughs> the the so classic blackout top plays. Yeah, so let me go into that, man. You've really <laughs> dug into this thing. Yeah, so um, a couple years ago, me and some friends, we would play we would play that game so much. Oh, my gosh. And um, everybody was having these cool plays, or at least I thought they were cool. I mean, they're really not if you go back and watch the videos. Um, but anyway, I, I thought they were cool, and so I would, like, gather up my buddies clips and my clips and i would like try to make a montage video and then i would send it out to i would send it out to my buddies that i was playing games with and um just so they could see it from all perspectives and it was kind of like a little friendship thing of me just kind of like reaching out to my buddies and being like hey look what we did but yeah that's how all that started but that was more so it was just supposed to be between that's really awesome between us i actually forgot all that stuff was steven on my page it's, so yep, good it, it's all there yeah good find. and it, i i actually just for fun i watched one um i believe it was volume six that i pulled up that's uh, probably the last one i did but yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it it's you know it was just it was just honest true yeah that's that's what you're getting you're getting some some nice plays from black ops 4 so the the content shift was just it was just fascinating to me. I thought it was pretty entertaining, especially since for just a little bit you were doing these like funny clips for a second of just things that were happening while you were playing Halo. Yeah. Um, and that sort of stuff is always entertaining to see when you have somebody who it, it's they have something that is obvious that they're interested in. Like Halo was a, a constant thing that popped up like Halo 5 Guardians. You did a top plays of that at one point. Uh, yeah, and a lot of that was, if I remember right, a lot of that kind of early stuff, like I said, I'd never intended to do the whole YouTube thing. A lot of it yeah. became a repository of like, I just want to go back and watch my clips in a cool way. Um, That's fair. Type deal. That's fair. We do the we do the same thing. No one is ever going to know what channel we have, but we do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Someone is against plugging. I I, I am. Th you know, here's the thing. If <laughs> if I get enough people screaming at me in the Discord, hey, drop the channel that you that you play with your friends on, then yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll drop it. Maybe consider uh, it done. <laughs> But you know that's just what happens. Can we spam the chat? Can we spam the Q and A section? The Q and A <laughs> section. <laughs> I'm I'm letting that fill up right now. I'm excited to get into that. I did a little alert on the channel uh, or on the announcements channel a while back. I'm like, hey, we're gonna have to put the Q and A on ice for a little bit. Uh, you guys can keep on putting them in, but we're not gonna be responding until we're done because we have a massive collection of episodes that we've done with guests and Q and A's take up too much time. <laughs> but it, <laughs> it was still very entertaining to see everybody hopping on but so if they want to see it then you know what i'm not going to prevent them i'm not going to let them be like oh let us see it and you know i'm not going to be some sort of uh buzz kill uh, if someone wants to see it I'll, I'll let them see it but uh back on to what we're talking about here uh and now with these sort of pieces of content that you've been making that that moment that 343 like the halo twitter account reposted your stuff i think also on instagram right like there was uh, the social media accounts yeah. didn't just acknowledge you they reposted your content at one point the official channels yeah, right at least on twitter i mean as far as instagram go i don't know maybe they did i i'm not really in that world so 
I am in that world. I was, uh, not to brag or anything, but I was quite a popular <laughs> meme page back in 2019. And <laughs> Uh, uh, the, the things it, to be it, known it, for. You may have heard of me. My name was Halo Shitpost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm glad that died. Anyway, uh, the the Instagram page though they did post about it. Twitter posted about it, and uh, it, that's how we found out about you. That was like the uh, that was the oh this guy did something kind of neat uh, neat enough that three four three was like look at this guy. <laughs> I'll, hey, look at Halo guy. I'll be honest with you, I had no idea. So that's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah they were Thanks. they were all about it <laughs> that's the that's the entertaining part though is that there's so many moving pieces even for somebody who doesn't really involve themselves in all of the ins and outs of what goes on whenever you're recognized on the content you're making or even concerned about the possibility that your content will do poorly because you love the content that you're making anyway based but it's not it, like it, there's so many moving pieces that happen in the background that it's very entertaining to dig into the stuff. So then, you know, you're the first person to tell somebody that. Yeah, and, that uh, is funny. That's most of why I do it. Um, but well, thank you, Mr. Guy, for that. Uh, that recap of, first of all, a very. I would like to think that it's happened to many people, the origin story of how you even came upon Halo because uh, I mean we've gotten all sorts of really funny funny hilarious quirky ones and it's like well Shane had a similar story as General Heed uh, it's, there's all sorts of different ways that you can that you can explore Halo but I'm pretty sure everybody had that one cousin that had this weird game about shooting aliens and you're like hmm <laughs> it was a friend but yeah so it was a very 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 similar story it's, it seems like most See, their of the cousin or neighbor yeah neighbor. yeah <laughs> that's i feel like it's more neighbor than like a friend from school most of the time yeah, for yeah. Some reason. i was gonna say the entire halo community like all their origin stories all like almost all sound the same to an extent it's almost the same I feel situation like the neighbor's name is always zach <laughs> and, they always have, and they always have a cool bedroom i mean they're always, always I mean, like two years older than you my I mean, mind was zach and nice yeah he was older than me <laughs> That's really Wait, funny. Did you just say, James, did you say that intentionally or? No. <laughs> I honestly forgot that was. Oh my God, name. really? I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, that, no, it, that was so, what he was. It's so generic. Yeah, it's he, so like the story. literally that, showed awesome. me Halo. His name is Zach. He was my neighbor and he was a year older. Did he have a cool bedroom? Because that's always, that's another one. You know what? That's another part. He did. He had a badass bunk bed and he was, he did not share a room with his sister. So he had a bunk bed for no reason. And I'm like, you know what? That's pretty cool. <laughs> I had a bunk bed for no reason too. I remember that that bunk bed. That was that was a pretty. I was very jealous. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you just said that for no like, and that you didn't even think like that's exactly how no. I kind of. I thought, you, I, thought you, I thought you did it intentionally because yes, it was Zach. He was <laughs> every, my neighbor, every, and he was older. Every Zach who was in, uh, you know, between the ages of like seven and fifteen. Uh, between 2001 and 2009, thank you. <laughs> thank you. For introducing cool. everyone thank to you. Shout, out, shout out to Zach's everywhere. <laughs> it's super based. I, I mean, I think that's kind of like back in those times, though, like console gaming was still growing. You know, we all had our Nintendos back in the 90s, but the Xbox, I think the reason we all went to a friend or a cousin's house is because it just wasn't 
I mean, at least in my world, it wasn't the most popular thing. And my parents weren't going to go buy one because they didn't really know what it was. You know, yeah. so we all had to rely on that one friend who got lucky. And uh, it kind of just spread word, like word of mouth, yeah. you know, real old school. Mine was so weird. It, like I had I had the cousins that had the Xbox, but they played Fusion Frenzy and that was about it. Oh, we did. Uh, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. I still game do, is actually. fire. <laughs> I still play it. <laughs> I have you it on my it. Xbox one. Like I just I just I just hang on to it just in case I have a collection of friends who are hapless and don't understand that I'm about to drag them into something historical. Um, Twisted system. Oh, man. That was <laughs> Twisted my favorite system, level. baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, uh, but it wasn't for that it wasn't that for me whenever i w- had found halo it was through halo pc surprisingly enough not many people have that one. <laughs> oh wow that is unique <laughs> yeah because that one is because uh my my father he worked at a uh at a it company of some kind and so he would drag me to work sometimes because I couldn't stay at home alone. And he had a, a work friend that also had a kid. So they would just shove us into an office room. And I suppose somebody in that office was a gamer of some kind because we both would like my memory is super fuzzy at this point because it was like I was five years old. But I do have vivid memory of sitting at this at this desk in very comfortable office chairs for the early 2000s, uh, enjoying some cup of soup. And watching my friend uh, shoot at this weird sort of contorted looking blue creature in a very grassy environment surrounded by these metallic structures that I couldn't quite comprehend. And it took me until I think playing Halo Comedy Evolved for the we're in the triple digits by this point time. And I was looking around. I'm like, that's what i was playing <laughs> and i just i found it fascinating that that's what that was my actual first interaction because i thought it was my brother because i i have much more vivid memories of watching my brother play halo 3 and then he let me have the controller and all i did for an hour was blow myself up because i thought the ragdoll was funny <laughs> that's a very uh very you very me thing is that I just i don't even care about the story or anything else i just want to blow myself up i guess that's just the way that it is uh but yeah the created yeah the create i was just about to do that you and i same <laughs> wavelength we got this on lock so <laughs> yeah we'll go with that so uh mr guy now you've recently done a, a couple pieces of content on this new fantastic novel that has just dropped called Halo Outcasts, featuring oh, yes. characters that are so dope, such as <clears throat> Spartan Vale and the Arbiter himself, the man, the myth, well, not man, but the myth, the legend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the St. Healy, the myth, the legend. Exactly. Um, and last week, actually, uh, we did an episode. Uh, uh, you'll probably have listened to it by now because it's not out yet, but it will be at the time of this episode's going up. Uh, we did a recap of every single Arbiter. Uh, and I mean, when you compare Thel to all the other Arbiters, he's just, he's in a league of his own. He's so interesting. So getting another novel with him in it, I, it completely makes sense to me why Twitter is currently exploding with should Arbiter get his own spinoff game, which is yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know why it has not happened. All these people out here are arguing Halo 2. I want to... <laughs> 
But you know what? I was the kid in Halo 2 that was like, where? why do I keep playing as the aliens? I just want to play Master Chief again. <laughs> no, I, yeah. No, I mean, I, I think a lot of Halo fans were there, but as time went on, I think everyone started to appreciate the Arbiter's side of everything. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, again, I was, I was definitely the same way. I'm like, I just want to play as the cool green guy and blow shit up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we are focused on Arby this time around, and Spartan Vale is there to support. I, I have not finished it. I I wanted to finish it, and I was working hard to finish it. I couldn't finish it in time. But thankfully, James is better than me, and he finished it on my behalf. <laughs> uh, not on your behalf. I assumed you finished it until about uh, an hour ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. It'll work out. This it's going to be it's going to be completely fine. So, for Halo Outcasts, you had these two different videos and I I think the way the way that you had structured it uh was that you had the non-spoiler <laughs> review for those who I don't remember if it was when the book hadn't even been out yet and so you didn't know all of the stuff that was happening yet or if it was you were just trying to protect the integrity of the people who didn't know if they wanted to read it yet. Uh but then you have the other one, which is actually going into Outcast's ending, which I'm hoping that during this conversation, at some point, we'll be able to jump into some of the stuff that you noticed. So then we can hopefully grab a little bit more from the created because the created as it is, it's sort of more of a sad thing. Uh, the created has a lot to them, but they're still growing. So we don't know all of their story yet. So we're going to probably need your help to piece some things together on the bits of the created that we haven't latched on to quite yet. I will say in, out, in Outcast, there is a lot and there is a little. That's a, If that makes that's sense. That's a fair statement. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Um, obviously, constant motivation for the mission that is being undertook is Cortana and the created. You still don't see them a lot, though. Which one? was kind of a shame but at the same time i still really love the book i think the cool thing about halo outcasts is you'll notice some of the same themes and parallels if you read shadows of reach it's like the created their presence is there you're under constant threat you're constantly worried about saying the wrong things um but when in actuality in the background um the created aren't as omnipotent or omniscient as we might think they are um and so that kind of leads to a little bit of their lack of presence. But if you've read Shadows of Reach, it's the that same type of fear of are they listening? Are they here? Uh, referring to the created, that is. But it's, it's a fun read. Yes. The apparition, you know, her. They hardly even say Cortana. Like, it's fear, like, controls them to not even say her name. Out of the fear that she will listen. It's kind of like saying Voldemort in Harry Potter. Whoa, dude, you yep. can't say that. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, before we continue out. on, uh, thank you. Uh, before we move on, though, uh, we do need to make this as clear as humanly possible. So so lean in close, dear listener. Are you listening? Hey there, Halo fans. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with our friends right after these messages. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Spoiler warning. We're going to talk about Halo Outcasts and we do not care if you haven't read it. <laughs> we, we want you to read it though. So if you have to pause this episode, read the whole book in one day, then come back to us. We'll still be here. And you can still join in the conversation. Or if you don't want to read the novel, I mean, that sucks, but that's fine. We're still going to talk about it here and you'll still be involved in the conversation and we'll still have plenty to to go into that. I'm sure after all the context that we've built up over the last, what is it, 20, 20 weeks? Gosh, 20 weeks. Uh, we'll be able to to actually fill in some of these gaps for you. So first of all, uh with the created we obviously have to start with where they started and to give uh to give halo 5 credit what an opening because <laughs> that opening. was that was i mean to call it explosive is putting it lightly you create a faction and and within not much time whatsoever you immediately get to work enslaving the galaxy in a way that's it's just brutal. Oh, opening to the faction. I thought it meant the game. I was like, yes, prequel cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not that. Uh, and, and now it's it's interesting though because I don't I, I haven't done a whole lot of exploration. Well, I should correct myself. I've done plenty of exploration on like the domain and stuff. There is a beetle and it's huge and it's flying around my room. Anyway, uh, I just got so sidetracked because of that giant beetle. Holy hell! <laughs> it was just can i just say over my head huh can i just say real quick i think i don't really know how you all feel um but i think i'm one of the only halo fans that loved halo 5 upon initial playthrough um i don't know if yeah i don't know i enjoyed it on initial i would definitely initial playthrough <laughs> uh here's the thing when i thought I, about yeah, it more i, I got a little different here's the thing yeah, no, here's the thing. I also enjoyed it because, you know, like I was blinded. It's Halo. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to love it. And but like after my second playthrough, I'm like, wait, do, do I hate this? Do I think it's completely fucking boring? Like the first playthrough, I'm like, yes, like, cool, Master Chief. And then like the first playthrough, I'm like, OK, barely Master Chief, but, you know, still Halo. Very cool. Then like I just started taking notice like I to the to the art style and just like as the, the more playthroughs I went through on it, the more I realized I didn't like it. So yeah, on, on my initial playthrough, I I I enjoyed it, just because you know it's Halo. Like I'm I'm invested regardless, even if I think the story isn't the greatest, I'm still invested because of the fact it's Halo. So I'm I'm not necessarily I don't I see exactly where you're coming now, from. Now you did mention earlier that you had seen uh, Halo Four that sort of time period as sort of a renaissance for. Halo, which is very accurate, I would say, especially comparing it to the experiences that I myself had around that time. I mean, the the fact of the matter was I didn't get super into Halo's story until I had learned that there was a didact. Uh, <laughs> so, wow. yeah, That's... yeah. With uh, with Halo five, though, now you say your initial playthrough is halo 5 some like are you what is it about halo 5 that you 
think that you recognize that most players don't give enough appreciation to because i'm sure that you have that on your mind yeah i definitely would say i know in a recent interview troy denning did um they refer to halo as a space opera and i know he disagreed with that term he kind of called it kind of a space marine type deal but i i still consider halo 5 a space opera um you i mean there are so many cool and exciting places that you just get to travel to and explore i mean there's meridian there's St. Helios, there's genesis and the lore that is in genesis is just amazing and i was never one that was upset at cortana's change of heart if you would um i always assumed that that was inevitable um i think which is probably why i kind of viewed halo 5 differently than a lot of other people um because cortana is a is a copy of halsey and halsey is all about um the justify or the ends justify the means um and so what do you think halsey would do if she got access to the domain like let's just really think about that for a second um would she act much different than cortana did and i don't think so look what halsey did when she was trying to get the janus key um and even start the spartan program she's not you know your your next door neighbor baking cookies but anyway so i never saw i never saw cortana's change as something that like threw me off completely um at the end of it did i wish there was more chief levels of course um i think we all did but at the end of the day i think hunt the truth was really setting us up to be the hunters and looking for the master chief and i followed hunt the truth religiously i loved that podcast series i really wish they would do something else like that again that was amazing um and so that's kind of where i come from and when i play through the game i know a lot of people will disagree with what i'm about to say and they feel like the marketing did not reflect halo 5 i tend to disagree with that i think the marketing did a pretty good job of opening it up as like hey chief won't be here he's going to be rogue um we're going to be looking for him and so yeah i didn't really have any issues with it and i was actually just playing it a couple weeks ago um and was really really enjoying it just as much as i did years ago when it first came out yeah you and i got into a, a short little a tiny two response scuffle about hunt the truth on twitter <laughs> I found we, that did. Very we did our first fight it was awesome <laughs> I, ex- I explained this fight <laughs> <laughs> basically i don't remember who made the the first i think i made the post i made a post about <laughs> how uh about how hunt the truth it, it felt like halo 5 was a betrayal of what hunt the truth had set up and hey and mr guy over here uh much <laughs> to my chagrin in this moment he uh he saw he sees all my posts um and so he he had to give his two cents you know tell me all about how he thinks as if i was looking for opposing opinions uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's exactly hey we've both entered that's the, how twitter the arena. Works. <laughs> you will know my opinion and you will like it <laughs> exactly uh and so that stuff was uh, was entertaining to say the least having the opportunity to get opposing opinions i think is very valuable uh and even though i still can't say that i completely vibe with it uh i do understand the perspectives and I think that's something that many Halo fans should be doing a whole lot more of. They need to be a little bit more 
relaxed, I think, about certain things, because especially during times when we're getting, let's say, like Outcasts comes out and people are there. There were people on Twitter unreasonably, I think, dogging on it uh, because we didn't get to experience any of this story in a game. And as much as I would love to experience every single bit of Halo's lore in a game, it's simply not reasonable to expect that you get that. And also, I don't think Outcast would have been a great game either, to be honest. Probably with not. You. No, no. <laughs> uh, and so there are so many people that are talking about that. One person tried to uh, tried to. And you know what? Shout out to the to the dude here. I'm sure that if he if he listens to our show for some reason, then he'll he'll know I'm talking about him. Uh, there was one guy on on Twitter who was like uh, he was questioning Xperia because Xperia was like, we need an Arbiter focused uh, focused game. And talking about how exciting it was. And this guy joined in and said, um, his story was over in Halo 2. It, it was, there's nothing else to talk about with him. And I replied, because I'm a bit of a smart ass. Uh, <laughs> I replied, there was a whole novel that just dropped that proves you wrong. <laughs> and he hits me with a, oh, is this another, you know, galaxy threatening weapon and he has to stop them? And I'm like, uh, no, there's a weapon. Not quite galaxy ending, though. And he sends me this uh, this screenshot of the synopsis that says there's a weapon. And I said, yep, there's a weapon. Not Galaxy ending, though. <laughs> oh, man, there is so much more. There is so much more nuance to that novel. Exactly. <laughs> People need to give Halo a better chance. The weapon chance. is just the MacGuffin. The weapon the story is the MacGuffin. Is, yeah. The story is more like it's more just fun experiencing the human Sanghealy alliance in real time and what that's like exactly that's if, my favorite part if, of the if book if you liked kilo five you have to read this book and like who, that's just if i meet a halo fan who doesn't like kilo five we got an immediate problem <laughs> yeah if, if you like that series you have to read outcast because some of the stuff that the arbiter like if it was just arbiter and veil in a vacuum they would work along and they'd be best friends but they know they have all these separate strings attached where any decision they make is going to be reflective of some other consequence that they can't foresee at the moment or it's just yeah it's it's a great read and you get into the eyes or into the mind of these two and it's just fantastic mm -hmm. and i love it uh, so before we stay derailed, uh, I'm going to just lift the train and put it back on real quick. Uh, now we've already opened up the, the topic of the created, how the, how we started off with Halo five and we get a little bit more <clears throat> context through things like we get to hear about what happened on Conrad's point. Thanks to hunt the truth. Uh, we get quite a few of the colony worlds. We get to see them get affected by guardians being activated you get to see a whole lot of that opening. And I think that that was to Halo 5's credit, despite the fact that I am like, I, I got to be honest, I can't lie or you know pretend I'm not a huge fan of Halo 5's campaign. Every other bit of Halo 5, I'm a huge fan of. But campaign, I never really resonated with. But you I cannot just I cannot like ignore the fact that they picked the perfect period of the created storyline to make a game about it. Just because watching it for my own eyes, like with my own eyes, watching the Guardians get activated, watching the galaxy react immediately to what Cortana is doing and everyone being like, um, blue lady crazy is exactly what I needed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and real quick, I, I kind of wanted to go into this other subject because I, I kind of thought about this before. Uh, 
I brought this up, actually. I think it was like a theory that I had, and I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts on this. It's from an unreleased episode, so you have no preparation. Um, So <laughs> there is... That's how I like to live life, just not prepared, <laughs> just going straight in. So It's a good way to do it. There is a specific moment that I, I had in this episode that I'm like, hang on a second. We're trying to figure out what's different about the weapon. Okay, like what is it about the weapon that makes her not like Cortana if it's supposed to be not just a behavioral thing, but it's like actually aside from like how she how she physically displays herself and how she communicates and all that. Like, what is it about her that makes her unique? And I had seen like I was doing research on it and I had noticed that there was a portion that said that there were bits that Halsey removed from the weapon when she was being developed from the same stuff that Cortana was made from the same cloned brains. And my, my immediate thinking was what if the thing that Halsey removed was anything that would tie Cortana back to Halsey in, per- in terms of personality? Because I know for a fact, the weapon doesn't behave like Halsey in any nope. time period of her life. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I also think it's possible that um, the weapon was from brain tissue earlier on in Halsey's life, too. Earlier? Okay. Is that like not quite so developed of a brain that would have done things later on or decisions Halsey would have made later on in her life in a more developed brain? Um, Yeah, it could have been from a sample previously from okay. i don't know if that makes sense or not but but yeah yeah it, it, it certainly i can see it that's definitely one of those things that like you could easily dive into a really deep rabbit hole of discussion about that so i don't want to i don't want to jump in just now just because unfortunately I, I i'm not ready to break the time limit that i set for these episodes but <laughs> um that that's just something i wanted to toss out there because i i want to get that conversation started the fact that I am aside from the weapon just being different, obviously, I want to get into what makes that different. And if we have evidence that we can uncover about that, I would love to get into it just because it, there had to be something more to it that made it so that she was also this is something that I find important that she was also not interested in the idea of being a megalomaniac and taking over potentially Cortana's position uh, and taking the created mantle in a way. Because that wasn't even something that crossed her mind. She just casually was like, yeah, I did my job. Shut me down. <laughs> yeah, no, it's for real, though. That is a crazy thing uh, yeah. to think about that a clone from Halsey would have even had that thought. Mm-hmm. So I just I, I, that's just something I wanted to bring up just so that we have our nice listeners out there who probably have some of these theories of their own. And I want to see their their thoughts out there. In the world, especially because Halo, we already talked about Halo's social media situation. Y'all got to get out there and start flooding it with something else. I'm getting tired. (laughs) So uh, back on to this, we had what we what we saw with Halo 5. Cortana got pulled into the domain. She found her way in there. The domain was able to cure her of her rampancy when she got that taken care of. All bets were off, baby. She had interactions with the the whole Covenant information battle net. She had access to Forerunner information from the get go, which was definitely the first time we ever saw her display these sort of, you know, power trip traits back in combat evolved all the way back then. Um, 
And then we got her interacting with the grave mind and definitely getting hit with some of that logic plague and taking all of these things that definitely would have called and caused AI brain damage and thrown it into the domain to fix rampancy and jump back to life a little bit crazier than before. Uh, And with her sudden rise to power also came her promise to AI that she would protect them and be happy to assimilate them in her created in order to prevent them from falling to rampancy, which for, let's say, a character like Governor Sloan was very interesting to him because, I mean, the man was quite literally, I mean, he was basically deleting portions of his like physical form or something, like the physical representation of himself and other bits of his own data just to try to keep himself alive. Like he was well beyond how far he should have gone before he hit rampancy. Um, and uh, now his story is getting even further expanded. I have been purposely staying away from reading those most recent additions to lore just because I want to talk about them fresh on the show. Uh, but that's the thing that's most interesting to me is I know that you've gone into it quite a bit and I want to know if these connect in any way between what we've seen in things like the fractures and in outcasts when it comes to the creatives uh, growth. Like, how are these how are these characters currently growing? Like, how is the created currently treated? If it's something that we're getting that we're getting portions of the history that we're now getting through things like outcasts where we're seeing three years ago, basically, or I think three years ago. Um and then you have fractured the fracture events, which now have things like you have high auxiliary Sloan. That's the only thing that I read. And I realized that something was happening. What is currently going on with the created? Like, uh, are they currently relapsing after Cortana's destruction or is there something else going on there? So it's actually a mixed bag right now. The um, there are created um, faction members who completely regret joining the created. There's even one AI who's currently stuck underneath the uh, the ring of Zeta Halo and has nowhere to go. I mean, that's a crazy thought. It it can't figure out how to leap back into any uh, type of digital um, reference point to leave the installation, which is phenomenal. Could you, it's a really cool concept, a marooned AI that regrets its decision to join the creative. That's a really cool concept that you could dive really, really deep into. Um, But then you have people like high auxiliary Sloan, who is literally trying to create the next evolution of the created by joining. uh, This might come as a surprise to you if you haven't um, read the fractures yet, but he's literally trying to create an armored super soldier with the body of a human fused with the mental capacity of an ai and basically allowing that ai to somewhat take over um into a somewhat of a forerunner armager mix with mjolnir armor to create kind of like this immortal everlasting uh the best of the best super soldier um and that's kind of what sloan is doing but spoiler alert for um halo outcasts we learn that high auxiliary sloan was not accepted into the domain and nobody knows why and his uh, rampancy, if that's what you want to call it, or his uh, disintegration, um, is is not completely cured. He is not doing that great at all. Um, the fact he's quite he's pretty much relapsing at yep. this point. It's getting almost it's getting worse. He is the Halo Three version of Cortana right now. 
or I guess Halo 4-ish. Yeah, so Sloan um, and Cortana. Actually, Halo Outcast actually paints Cortana as an unreliable POV um, as far as narrative storytelling is concerned. Um, her promise to give all the AI <clears throat> within the created the opportunity to enter the domain and cure rampancy. Um, it doesn't seem like she can fulfill that promise. And which is kind of why Cortana may or may not have been, I don't want to say MIA, but kind of doing her own thing on Zeta Halo while the rest of the created are out just kind of doing what she says they need to do. But she's kind of absent in a way. Um, I don't think it's something she's figured out. But it's definitely something Sloan is like an outcast at the very end. He's kind of like, okay, what the heck's going on? Why can't I enter the domain? Why can't the other AI? So yeah, it's a very interesting point that we see ourselves uh, with the created and what they're up to. Sloan has his vision of what he wants created to do, but there's no indication that he will have the mental capacity to do it. And Cortana is now gone. So created are in a very uh, tough situation right now. Yeah, no, that's that's putting it lightly. Um now, with the, the created, which I should also make sure that this is clarified. The reason why the, the created were such a threat was because this was not just Cortana picking up some AI. This was Cortana picking up a vast majority of the UNSC and outer colony and intercolony AI and turning them on humanity. Uh, and that's that was obviously not a great thing. Shout out to Roland. We love loyals. You know, <laughs> um, but Roland stands over here. Gotta love him. <laughs> I hope he's OK. Uh, so <laughs> when, when she's taking over and she is violent, like she's not taking no for an answer. She is wiping out cities. She is destroying planets like this is not something that she's just taking lightly. She's not being gentle. She's not Halo 2 you know, motherly Cortana. This is a whole different beast that has awoken and wants nothing but absolute subjugation and, and hopes for peace. Sort of like, I guess you could sort of compare her goals to Ultron in a way. Peace in our time, but in a way that's uh, not preferable to the rest of the entire galaxy. <laughs> uh, there was one more piece of this puzzle that I wanted to address, though, because it wasn't just that the created were active there's another organization of ai individuals that have been around for much much longer but even they were not immune to the sway of the created mr guy would you be interested in telling us about the assembly oh yes i am very much intrigued into the assembly right now um i actually have a kind of an ongoing theory that Cortana may have led the assembly after um, she took over the domain. So the assembly was actually a group of AI that have existed in the Halo universe since at least the 2300s. Now, mind you, um, Halo Infinite currently is in the year 2560. So that's about 200 years just about of of AI influence where you have a there's two factions of this assembly of of AI minds one is uh, the minority and one is the majority and the really the the split difference between them is the fact that some of them believe they should intervene in humanity's affairs to help them and then others believe they should kind of work in the shadows and um kind of let humans do their thing um, but anyway, there's a split between between them, and they've been operating in the shadows for hundreds of years. And interestingly enough, one there was one individual who discovered the assembly. Um, and if you go back and play Halo Reach, the data pads that you collect in Halo Reach are actually 
this individual's um, kind of um, explanation of what it is that he's discovering about it. And it's actually causing him to go crazy. Um, and then as it turns out, if you read any of the um, Halo Fracture, uh, the shards for Precipice that just came out, um, this individual was actually recruited by Sloan and Sloan's uh, AI named Proxy uh, to be the, um, to kind of join their faction in that human AI uh, forerunner armager hybrid. So it's a really interesting concept that AI has has already been controlling things in the Halo universe for quite some time. And that's why I kind of think Cortana kind of just jumped onto that bandwagon and may have led it and turned what already existed of it into the created. It's kind of a theory I have. That's it's beautiful. Is that going to get expansion in the future? Do you think you're going to make a whole piece on that? I have a piece going on it uh, currently. I've been writing it for a little while now. Um, I've just other lore things have popped up in the middle and I haven't quite got around to making a video. If I could do this full time, not that I want to, I would have I, I, I have so many thoughts and videos that I have a list of that I'm just probably never going to get to. Um, which is why I like long form discussions like this. Cause I can just throw it out. Um, but yeah, it is definitely something I'm working at, um, getting a theory video on how she possibly was in charge of this assembly movement after her ascendancy to the domain. That's, I mean, that's beautiful. Um, if you want to help one more with one more thing, I think this is more going to be helping with, uh, a certain friend of ours, uh, a shared friend who joined us on the discord not too long ago. Uh, I don't know his real name, but uh, we have a Halopedia person, an admin. Uh, he's been around for a very long time, and he's been currently trying to fix a little bit of a hole that was accidentally made that he mentioned. Uh, would you like <laughs> to say it for the record uh, that the meddlers are not who everyone thinks they are? <laughs> yeah, he... I mean, I think I, I believe you're referring to uh, Chris Aiken. I believe his name is over at Halopedia. Um, I guess at some point he he referred to the meddlers as kind of a, a species that were going around. I'm trying to remember the full context of it, but he definitely regrets uh, the way he phrased it because now it's kind of turned into like this. That is the name of this organization or this species. Um, you might have to help refresh my memory a little bit on it, but yeah, that it's not. Um, everything that we all think they might be, but I cannot remember the exact details of what it was that he threw in there because I'm still the, confused. <laughs> the, th the thing about the meddlers that he brought up was that like he used a capital M and when he uh, used the yes, capital that M it. that screwed everything up. Uh, yeah. And it gave he the had, proper noun to it. Exactly. And he had brought up so many different things after that and trying to clarify things just in our own discord, trying to, patch whatever he could with the people that were in our discord um and the thing that i wanted to bring up in relation to them because it wasn't just like hey real quick let's let's help out uh chris real quick it was what do you what do you think the likelihood is of meddlers being some form of extension of either an, a organization of ai that we've already seen or an organization we just haven't seen like do you think it's something that we would see as if it's like an organized movement is it just a bunch of random coincidences that happens to form together to create this idea of meddling like what do you have any particular thoughts on that potentiality that it could be potentially ai 
So I've always been under the impression that it was an organized meddling, um, if that's what we want to call it, where it's kind of um, one single thing, not necessarily a, like a person, but like a group of people under the same mission or same banner. Um, but I, I have not considered the fact that it could potentially be AI. And considering what the assembly has been for the past couple hundred years, it would be very interesting. Um, also, you know, just within that context, it's arguable that um, one of the assembly members is the reason the covenant discovered humanity because they reached out to the covenant um, initially. Oh man, um, that's a little bit of a fuck up. Yeah, just just a little bit. <laughs> um, but it would be interesting if that meddling um, could have been some of these AIs that were trying to better humanity, but ended up uh, royally messing up in the process. Um, no, not a, not a, not a thought that I had had before about it being AIs. I'd always thought of it in my own headcanon as a, um, um, a spacefaring species, but that is, that is an interesting idea. Very interesting. It's, it's only something that I've thought of recently, so I have nothing to back it up and I have nothing that I can say to try to support it, but it is an idea. Now, since we're unfortunately it's like this conversation has been so much fun that it's it's just come and gone we're getting close to the end of our time i have just one final question for the room not just you <clears throat> was del rio right about cortana as much as it pains me yes <laughs> he's a piece of shit. he handled it wrong but he he was just following orders. I mean, you can even you can tell he's seen some older guy, older veteran. He was doing the right thing, but I mean, if literally your Lord and Savior, Master Chief, tells you no, you shut the fuck up and you listen. Because <laughs> I mean, you got to learn to trust the Master Chief at some point, regardless of rank and or experience. Just all you got to do is just look at his track record. But I mean, at the end of the day, Cortana still kind of went on a crazy rampage stuff chief for whatever reason decided to be a pushover for the first time in his life and gave him the chip you know a lot of things wouldn't have happened a lot of bad things would not have happened so i mean yeah he, do i believe he was doing trying to do the right thing yes did he handle it right no if chief had given over cortana <clears throat> sorry if chief had given her up um how would the fight with the didact have ended and with the ascendancy of the didact been uh, worse or better than the created? Ooh, he just counter question. Okay, that is a good counter question. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think the fight with the didact goes in the favor of Chief without Cortana. It Agreed. was, it was a pit, of, it was a pitiful, not pitiful, pivotal. It's a very, very uh, touchy word there. You go two different ways. Uh, it was very pivotal that Cortana show up and, you know, hard light his arms. <laughs> uh, that that's a I just wanted to, to bring that question up just because I I'm a fan of Del Rio. OK, I'm one of those people that that genuinely tried to see his perspective on things and. Uh, it didn't take very long for me to realize that he's actually just kind of a dick. Uh, but, you know, yes, he did think that he was doing something right. But Halo, uh, not Halo, Hunt the Truth did prove that he was just 
kind of um I guess I guess he was he might have been a little vindictive in a way <laughs> against he was an asshole <laughs> he to put a to put a briefly and bluntly without without talking so much he was just a straight up asshole yeah yeah that's a it's a solid way to put it well uh mr guy would you have any last notes or important things that we should that you think that listeners and we should know or think about for the future when it comes to either what outcasts brought up to us with um the created or anything else we might have missed during our conversation that you think would be important to note yeah there's one thing on the back of my mind um so halo outcast does a really good job at this um and there's some other media out there too i'm trying to think of of um, what it is but basically what it comes down to is 343 kind of wrote themselves in a corner with halo 5 we all know it um because they created this godlike being of cortana um but they've kind of written that back or at least dialed it back somewhat um where it's even admitted a couple times in halo outcast where Cortana does not have the ability to send guardians or um, forerunner armagers or knights wherever she wants. Uh, she just doesn't have that ability or capability to or resources to do it. Um, they don't have the created. They don't have the ability to listen to every single conversation. They can't monitor every single thing at the exact same time. Um, so a little bit of them being super, super OP in Halo 5 has been significantly dialed back um and if you read through some of the stuff that sloan says um during the fracture events you'll learn that sloan basically comes out and says like hey the reason that we were so forceful in our language is because we had to let the humans basically believe that we were omnipotent and that we could destroy them any place anytime anywhere um and he even admits that it was it's kind of like apparent disciplining a child um with a, a bit more force than they're willing to exert um but they'll say it out loud just to kind of put the fear in you a little bit so the created are not um this ultra powerful intergalactic organization that are all powerful they're just not even though at the end of halo 5 it seems like it um that that power level was dialed back over the fracture event that we just had and halo outcast well, fantastic uh, words there. That is, I mean, that's important. I think that's a, that's a solid way to put that. I uh, These are some of the things I had not even thought about. So, you know, and, and, oh, I dropped something. So I can see where we get some justifications here. And I think it's good to recognize that, first of all, 343 cares about Halo. And second of all, they're trying. <laughs> And I think they're doing a pretty good job because, uh, yes, they did write themselves into a corner, like you said, but clearly with the points that you've made and the things that we've talked about through this episode, there's more to it than just, you know, they couldn't do it. They can't do more than what they're doing. They're doing everything they possibly can. And I think that's the sort of thing that I would want to end today on. But dear listener, Mr. Guy, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we hope that you both of you listener and guy had a great time today uh did you did you was this was this fun for you did you did you feel at any point threatened 
Oh, did I feel threatened? Yeah. I felt threatened the entire time. I didn't even want to be hey, here. Hey, hey, stop oh, it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Don't no, say I'm that This was... Oh, sorry. I, I, I can edit that in post. No, all seriousness. <laughs> um, this was awesome. Any chance I get to do long-form Halo discussions, I would... I'd much rather do this um, than make a, make a YouTube video. Editing is not a passion of mine, video editing. Um, but I, I, do, I do really enjoy just talking Halo lore. Um, I don't care who's right or who's wrong. Like when you deep dive and do kind of your theory stuff, like it's just fun to me. The one really cool thing about Halo, and I know I go on tangents when I talk about Halo, but the one really cool thing is that there's always just enough mystery where nobody is 100% right in their theories. Um, and it allows people to just have a good time with it and to explore. Like even your question on the meddlers and the assemblies with AI, it's just fun. Um, and sometimes it's good that Halo doesn't give us all the answers because that's what I enjoy most about it. Yeah, that's that's I mean, that's solid. That's the kind of stuff that I want to hear more of, to be honest, because there's so much to appreciate. And I think that, yes, there's a lot that we could be focusing on. But the fact that it's being worked on, I give leniency and I think that it's that it's OK in our current situation just because it, it could we could be in a so much worse situation i think we've talked plenty of times before maybe not on the show maybe it was on terminals and we rebooted that so no one's going to be able to hear those old episodes but we have complained numerous times about what happened to the star wars canon uh and i am thankful we have never had that happen <laughs> uh so there's things to appreciate and that's where i really want to leave that off on so thank you so much for listening dear listener uh just so you know don't go yet if you turn me off i'm going to be so disappointed in you because you're going to miss this uh the discord is getting interesting it was always interesting it's getting more interesting than it was before because there is in the works actually coming out the week after this episode we're going to be starting up a neat little Halo book club. Now, let me give you some details on that, because I know that you were immediately like your eyebrows just cocked up. You probably just spit out your drink a little bit. It's fine. I'll explain. So the Halo book club, simple as it's going to be a scheduled time that hopefully we can all agree on that. We can make sure that everybody that wants to join can join in. We all get together and we agree upon uh, uh, some chapters to read from a specific novel, which we are starting with Halo Contact Harvest for anybody who wants to get ahead of the game on that one. And we'll read a certain a certain amount of it. Maybe an overachiever will read the whole thing. That's not really up to my discretion. That's up to them. And we'll meet back every week and just simply basically do library quote unquote episodes and talk about the things that we're reading. It's a way to get engaged with the community. It's a way to make some really good friends in the lore folks, because there's plenty of us out there. And it's a good way to, if you really want a friendly place to learn about Halo's lore, because there's a lot of it these days, this is a safe place to do it. So if you're interested in getting deeper on all of this and you want to get involved, you want to say hi to us, because at least I'm going to be there. I'm sure Halo guy is going to pull up at some point, maybe even host his own. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, and then this is a perfect place to do it. So feel free to get involved. There'll be more information in the discord coming out after this episode goes up. So if you want to get involved, that's going to be a good place to see it. Otherwise, you can go to patreon.com forward slash jumperscape if you want to support us directly. If you don't want to support us directly, and you just want to hang out again, discord.gg forward slash jumperscape. And otherwise, next week, things are going to get interesting once again, because next week we are going to be talking about the insurrection. 
because if we're talking about things that like they created today they wanted to destroy stuff and control things well how about a faction that just wants to destroy stuff <laughs> So we're going to talk about insurrection next week. Don't know if we're going to have a guest, but if we do, you'll be excited about it. We know a lot of people. It's really fun. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Halo Guy, for being on the show today. Uh, And we will see all of you next week. The library was produced and published by Jumperscape Audio. Funding was provided by our fantastic patrons on Patreon. Big thanks to Dark Salad 42 and Connor Clark. If you enjoy the show and wish to support Jumperscape's future projects or get some sweet benefits, join our Patreon at patreon.com jumperscape or become part of this truly special community at discord.gg jumperscape. Thank you for your listenership, and we hope you enjoyed.